You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. I am your host, Jeff Verhelst, and with me I have Krista Brazo. Krista, it's been a little while since you and I have sat here. It and has. Done this. I think people have probably forgotten what our voices sound like. It's probably well for some people, probably a good thing for me, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm I'm living the dream. Um, and with us today we have Ben Cleveland. How you doing, Ben? Pretty good. Yourself? Good. Good. So uh, you've made time out of your not very busy schedule <laughs> with Meadowside being down. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you going out of your way to come over <laughs> here. Um, so why don't you go through uh, your Johnsonville story? Tell the folks about uh, when where you, you start. All right. Progress through your position kind of thing. Uh, so I started here in uh, January 2014. Uh, was hired on right away the third shift formulation at Riverside. Um, I, don't know, I just kind of made my way through that. Uh, took a backup job in sanitation. Um, got to know the coach on that side, Jim Coons. I know Jeff knows him pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then my coach at the time left to go to first shift. Jim came over, and then Jim really kind of started molding me into, you know, now I'm an assistant team leader, but he's the one that really kind of started molding me into that. Um, but I just do anything and everything. Uh, I'd go help in stuffing. I'd go help in the ovens. Pack, I kind of stayed away from that. It's not my <laughs> ideal. <laughs> um, but I decided that for uh, three years. And over the course of the time, I applied for a couple of first shift jobs that were up at Meadowside uh, with front of line operator on line three, uh, Contura. Really just trying to get on first shift. I didn't really have uh, a career path set yet. Good. Um, but then still talking with Jim. And then when I came up to Meadowside, uh, February uh, 2017, uh, got hired for line four, but I was working on line three uh, for some training. And, um, and Laura Mitchell, she's my coach now, and she and Jim both really kind of pushed me towards getting into leadership. Um, and I guess since November of last year is when I was became assistant team leader for line four. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, I just I look back. I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and I'm like, I look back now where I was this time last year compared to where I am now and it's just like I don't even know if it's the same person <laughs> <laughs> and it just I've had opportunities to take classes and just grow and get to get to know people on a different level because when you're working with them it's kind of like you joke around and you're just kind of we have to make this work because we're at work <laughs> yeah. you know when you when you're in charge of them you get to know them a little differently mm -hmm. and uh, it's been pretty awesome that's well, a lot of big changes you ch uh, transferred to a different facility yeah. shift became a team leader and was on a new line starting up mm -hmm. so that's a lot of stuff yeah and i i wanted to be assistant team leader down at riverside too but uh before nick ashworth was my first coach and uh, he had hired my brother into the department so when our when our uh, assistant team leader left to come up to meadowside he i couldn't apply for the job because my brother was in the department oh so i had to hire the i had to hire for the because i was on the hiring team 
So yeah. I had to hire for the position I really wanted. Oh, oh bummer. And then <laughs> when he left to go, go, I don't remember where he went. Uh, I think he went to Meadow side too. Okay. Um, I had, was on the hiring team for that position <laughs> too. <laughs> for the job I really wanted, but I couldn't have. And then like two months later, my brother quit. Oh man. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> she just told him to quit a little earlier. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I still was doing a lot of things other than like timekeeping and things like that, that okay. assistant team leader might do down the road. Mm-hmm. So I was still being kind of groomed into where I'm at now. Awesome. So what's your primary front of the line operator? Front of the line operator on okay. line four. Okay. Um, are you on any teams? Um, on the Meadowside United Way team. Okay. Um, just got done with power team uh, for line three. What's a what's a power team for the people that don't know? Um, so like they s- take a year, and okay. there's a we had a group of seven people, um, really just trying to trim the small f- the small low hanging fruit off the tree. Okay. Save the save the line some money. Our goal was seventy five thousand dollars in savings. I don't exactly remember the number we got to, but it was sure. pretty dang close. You probably learned a lot, though, too, working with other people from other departments, other lines and stuff like that. You know, yep. you really kind of learn a lot about the company yep. and the plant and all that, too. And we worked hand-in-hand with Brittany Christensen. Uh, okay. She's the RCI coordinator over there, Pete Southwick. Um, Andy Kaiser, he's a he's our production coordinator, but he's really CI-driven, so it's okay. interesting to learn from those guys. And during the, the set course of it, I got my uh, Six Sigma Green Belt. Oh wow! Certification. Okay. So good for you. I have to admit, I saw that <laughs> in your email, and not everybody laughed at me because I thought it had to do with martial arts. Yeah, <laughs> she, <laughs> she emails it back like, <gasps> "Oh, this is really cool. What is that?" And I'm like, "I'm thinking, oh, we could talk about that." Yeah, I'm it's CI. I'm a CI ninja. <laughs> <laughs> that hey, that's something. That's pretty uh, you cool. Put that on your resume. <laughs> yeah, so just it's just a like lean manufacturing and sure. Six Sigma kind of go hand in hand. You know, learning where how to spot trouble spots and different testing and stuff like that to to help solve a problem. Okay. Just a different way to look at things. Cool. So now that you're in the spot you are and you're learning and everything, but is there any future plans for you? Do you have any goals that you're looking to get? Yeah, I'm going to be going back to school uh, for supply chain management. Oh, Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, That's a pretty broad topic here at Johnsonville because there's so much to do Mm -hmm. inside of supply chain, but... Um, That's you know, a lot of opportunities, though. Yeah. You know? Very cool. So I'm not really sure what my direction looks like with that. I guess some of that I'll figure out as I'm going back to school. Sure. To see what kind of parts of the course interest me the most. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to be sitting down with uh, Lisa Luffering to figure out kind of where my my strengths go with the uh, career. Good, good. So I guess you'd say you're a, a true Johnsonville success story, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learning is my f- one of my favorite things to do, so. Okay. If I can, anything I can learn about anything, it's great. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast. We are now going to get into Ben's off-the-clock story, which I'm actually really excited about because I think Wisconsin has this love affair with bowling, right? (laughs) A little bit. Nothing else to do here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And I, I... I distinctly remember times in my life where you were like, I don't know what to do. It's either like during the day, night, whatever time, weekend, 
Um, you go to the bowling alley and you hang out. Okay, it's not necessarily how many games you play; it's just hanging out with your friends. There's so food. There's music. Exactly. I mean, it, it has a unique smell to it. You yes. know, the whole the whole, it's an ambiance. Feet. Smells like feet, 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 and beer sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Where you're right. At. Um, but it's just a laid back, casual thing that everybody can do, and that's one of those things. You know, really anybody can bowl now. Ben, on the other hand, can bowl well. So that's where the distinction uh, ends for me and him. Um, so <laughs> why don't we get right into it uh, and talk about like how you got started into it. Um, so when I was a kid, my mom worked at Galaxy Lanes. Now it's oh. Odyssey Fun Center. Okay. Um, in Plymouth, right? In Falls. In Falls. Okay. Right. Uh, she was the restaurant manager there. So That's right on 32, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, my dad bowled league out there. Okay. Um, so I guess when I was about three or four, I started bowling junior league. What, three? Yeah. Dang. Didn't have bumpers yet. We weren't cool enough for that. Wow. Um. What? What? How much does a ball weigh for a kid that? I'm so picturing like, like this pounds. tiny little. You get a <laughs> six pound ball. Six pounds. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I mean, I, I really don't remember that far back, but uh, I guess I was three or four, and then uh, my mom was always there, and my dad was always there, so I was always there. It makes sense. And. I mean, Odyssey Galaxy was my like my second home growing up. I was always there. It's not a bad place to grow up then, I guess. No, no, yeah. it kept me out of trouble. Clean I learned fun, a, yeah. learned a lot of things that, you know, I probably would have never otherwise learned. Sure. Um. So, yeah, I went up to the junior leagues, and most of the friends that I had growing up are still friends of mine now. We all still bowl together. Oh, okay, that's, oh, that's, cool. that's cool. kind of cool. Um. But I got in high school. Did high school traveling league. Uh, worked there from. Well, I guess when I was 11, <laughs> oh, geez. my mom, okay. be, she'd be like, hey, you want to come make 20 bucks today? I'm like, heck yeah. I do. 11, that's <laughs> like 11. a lot of money. <laughs> I'm rich. Let's <laughs> well, not tell the government. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, I'd go do dishes. And then when I turned 16, I started working the lanes. Okay. Because you right. need to be 16 by state law to work, work on the machines. Machines, right. Yep. Okay. So uh, when I was 17 or 18, Galaxy went out of business. Okay. And then uh, it was up for auction, and then uh, the Barden family bought it from Elkhart Lake and changed Odyssey Fun Center. And I was the first person they hired to be there. Oh, sure. Okay. So they, when they bought it, they changed all the pin setters out from Brunswick uh, to AMF machines, okay. which is like completely mechanical to completely electrical. So I had to relearn everything <sighs> that I oh, had known, oh, yeah. which AMFs are way easier to work on. Okay. Um, But... It's like behind the scenes stuff, like stuff you don't think yeah. about. Like, oh man, we got new pin setters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. People We're are excited. <laughs> like yeah. Ben's like, my life, I've got to learn all this <laughs> yeah. over. Now. Like, I just started getting the Runzik ones <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me, right? You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I I worked there, and I got in the pro shop, um, drilling bowling balls. Okay. Giving bowling lessons. Um, but I guess before that, too, I got a little sidetracked there. Uh, I was about 12 or 13, 14, 13, somewhere in there. Uh, a guy my dad bowled with, Steve Richter, uh, he's, he'll be a Hall of Fame in the National our national Hall of Fame here pretty really? soon. Yeah, he's, he's got a couple of national titles and pretty awesome dude. Okay. Um, he kind of took my brother and I under his wing uh, and gave us lessons every Saturday after our junior league was over at Maple Plains. That's where he drilled in the pro shop there. And... Uh, I went from in one summer. I went from being like a one seventy five to one eighty average bowler to averaging two hundred my next year. Oh wow! Just just from having the lessons. Somebody kind of showing you the ropes of it. Kinda. So yeah. what's the perfect score? Is that three hundred? Three hundred. Oh, three hundred. Okay. Yeah. Do you not know that? I haven't bowled in probably. Th- that's like common years. knowledge. That's is common it? knowledge. Is it? 
Oh my gosh. I'm so disappointed <laughs> in you, Kristen. <laughs> wow, it doesn't take much. <laughs> it was already pretty low. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so Steve and I worked together for quite a few years. Uh, we actually we still do sometimes. Uh, but uh, he, when he when Odyssey opened up, he was hired as the manager there. He left his job at Thomas to take over that. There was some ownership involved in there to get him to come. But uh, so I learned everything from then until was a 98 or whatever from him bowling wise. And then I guess I learned business stuff from him. No, he, was a, he was a salesperson at Thomas. So he had a lot of uh, pretty cool things to learn, uh, especially the customer service side of bowling. Um, I think that's kind of where I get my people skills from. It's not something I even think is a thing. No. Customer service for bowling. Well, yeah, but if people go to your, your lanes, whatever, yep. um, they want to have a good experience. Yeah. You know, yep. but it's cool that I guess when I, we first sat down, I thought, okay, he likes bowling and all this, but you're like way deep into it. Like you're, you're yeah. like, it's you like work you touch there sort of every aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. So then so you're, you're learning from the, from so the guy. Yeah. I guess I was about 18 or so. And I started drilling bowling balls with, with Steve. Sure. Um, I think one summer we we had all new house balls at Odyssey, probably like 300 of them. And I still uh, sat and drilled every single one of them. And then we, our first customer that came in where I actually like laid his his outline of his grip on the ball and stuff to drill, our scale had a little bend on the end of it. And uh, so you had to measure from the one. Well, his span was four inches. And I went from the one to four inches, marked it off, yeah. drilled it. He puts his hand in and he goes, that's really short. So oh. I remeasured it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's right on and short. <laughs> <laughs> you live so, and you learn, right? <laughs> yeah, so that was my first bowling ball I ever drilled for someone that wasn't a house ball. Sure, sure. And we had a good laugh about it, and we ended up plugging and giving it to a junior league kid. And okay. And then uh, we gave him a different ball. Sure. But Did you, you get a new scale after that? <laughs> no, it's still, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. still a little so bit. So I'm now 36, and we are still using the same scale. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I guess you, uh, you can't go any farther down, right? You start no. from the bottom kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I was like, I was Steve's there. apprentice in you the shop, learn. and I, I can't say that I'd be comfortable opening up my own shop right now. Just okay. I'm, I'm not a great fitter. But like uh, the drilling and layout stuff on bowling balls, I guess I'm pretty good at that. And so how long did you, you said you started like 18 drilling balls? So yeah. that was 18 years ago. I mean, yeah. when did you stop doing that or what? Good math, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I mean, I still, I haven't drilled a ball in probably like two years. Okay. But I still do a lot of layout stuff on bowling balls. Because uh, you can, you can like, so there's like a, people aren't going to be able to see this, but there's like a pin on, that's the top of the core. Okay. And then there's like a center gravity mark. And then some balls have a mass bias mark, which is just a different, uh, measurement they take on the ball okay so think so of it like this folks think of the world right and there's a pin at the north pole right yep and then like where the center center gravity would be like the equator on the equator yeah yep. okay and the mass bias doesn't really matter uh unless the ball has it on there so it'd be like if it wobble if it's heavier on one side than the other right exactly hmm. yeah I, I'm, I'm with you I'm so up what you're you can <laughs> the center of gravity if you if you have it in line with the pin and your grip you get a different reaction out of it if than if you would kick it out more. Sure, sure. You would have because the weight's distributed differently. Okay. So for those of you who don't know what he's talking about, go to YouTube and just type in whatever yeah. he's talking about. <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll be yeah. you'll figure it out. You can even watch how bowling balls made. There, there you go. Storm bowling and hammer bowling both have videos out there that show the whole process how it's made. It's actually really interesting. That is really cool. What is a bowling ball made out of? 
uh urethane okay. resin okay uh it looks like chalk when they're mixing mixing it together so how do they get the different weights uh, the cores have different densities okay uh, some some balls have a fill it's called a filler material so you'll have the core in the middle and th- it's all different shapes depending on uh, I'm not going to get in the scientific part <laughs> of that but there's different shapes and different sizes of cores that make bowling balls hook differently okay, okay. so then uh, there's sometimes there's a filler material around it and that's a different density too to sometimes it's like a like a six pounder would have this really light foamy yeah. type it looks like insulation that's in your house okay like the spray in kind and then some of them i mean it's i don't want to say rock hard but it's rock hard i mean it's sure um i would guess if you're a professional you're very particular then about what the core is made out of because you want to know what way it's gonna maybe not what it's made out of but definitely the shape and then the there's an rg number uh, that's radius to gyration yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then this uh, is way more complex than and I differential. <laughs> so I love the it. numbers match up to make different hook shapes. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Depending on how you throw, you can find a yeah. The ball should match that yeah. basically. And now yeah. the bowling ball companies come out with like fifteen different bowling balls every year. So oh wow. If you're a pro shop person, you're just sitting there scratching your head. Like <laughs> and then there's like seven or eight, nine companies out there that make bowling balls. It just the math gets pretty high then. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So a lot of pro shops will they'll specialize in like one or two brands. Sure, sure. And that's you can buy everything, but they uh, they specialize in those brands. Just sometimes they get some help from that brand, you know, yeah. deals on equipment. You know, sometimes free bowling balls. You know, whatever it that is. That makes sense. And uh, but it, it can be kind of crazy. So do you still work there every once in a while, or you just you um, hang? No, not no. really. Okay. You You're more of a customer s- now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever since. Ever since I kind of started taking on more responsibility here at work, oh, okay. I just haven't had time to have been able to make time. Sure, I have three kids at home too, so <laughs> it's harder to say, guys, I'm going to go hang out at the pro shop for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, although sometimes so. you need that. You know? <laughs> no, <it's true. laughs> I did. Man, so with only two kids. Yeah, I can thir- Thursday that. I went down. I go down to Milwaukee now for my pro shop. Oh, okay. And uh, I was down there. I got there at like six thirty, and I didn't leave till ten thirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy this way. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's kind of like a barber shop. You need to go oh, there to sure. hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Brewers were playing too, so it was kind of nice. Got to watch them win the game, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then I assume you you uh, what do they call it? roll in the leagues or yeah <laughs> sounds like a weird thing to play play yeah okay, play. <laughs> oh I you play I go. well I thought it'd be like a cool slang that the kids had you know like go bowling. I, I roll in the league you know I roll in, I don't know whatever. <laughs> Gotta go bowling tonight. <laughs> okay, no. apparently I mean, it's, a, it's very it's straightforward. A, it's a game. It's a sport. It's, I mean, it depends on who you talk to. Like, you you guys might say it's a game. Sure. You know where I'm gonna scream that it's a sport. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that bowl oh, on tour. I get you. They they're in the gym five days a week. You know, there's all kinds of training they do, but that's their living. Yeah, I you suppose. know, for me, twelve ounce curls are pretty good. <laughs> so my exercise for bowling. I think oh, this is funny. really interesting because if you listen, I don't know. You said you didn't listen to the Mike Anthony I episode. Yet, no. So who was his dad was Earl Anthony. Yeah. Correct. Like the Babe Ruth of bowling, right? Pretty much. And so that episode was very much about just what it was like growing up in a family with a pro, like a big star in the bowling world, which sounds strange if you don't know enough about bowling, but it was a huge deal back in the day. Yeah. And I love that we're getting this totally different sort of insider perspective on. Just everything from how the ball is made to, you know, pro shops. And I think it's really cool. 
So I have a funny quick story about that. And Jeff heard this already when we were on the bus trip. But uh, so my coaching club, Denise Nealand, is my my the leader of my coaching club. And she asked me, uh, somehow bowling got brought up when we were doing some icebreakers with her. And she's like, hey, do you know who Michael Anthony is? And I'm like, never heard of him. <laughs> and she goes, I think his dad is Earl. He works here. And I'm like, I know who Earl is. And uh, so I was about 16-ish, and they had the senior tournament champions at Galaxy Lanes before it was bought out. And uh, my mom picks us up from school on a Friday before all the programs and stuff started. She goes, hey, I want you guys to come to the lanes and meet a friend of mine. I walk in the bar, and the only person there is Earl Anthony. (laughs) And my mom walks up. And says, hey, I wanted you guys to meet my really good friend Earl. And I'm like, how are you know Earl Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's kind of interesting to learn a little bit about Michael because I know his dad. Yeah. Sure, sure. That's a cool, like, uh, interweaving, you know, small town yeah. kind of story. Small world. Yeah, everybody knows sure. everybody. And it's when thing. I found out that he that Michael worked here, I was kind of like, that's crazy. I should reach out to him. But Well, now that you've said it on the podcast, yeah. you kind of have to. Yeah, <laughs> I might. Yeah, you should. But I bet you'd have some good time story. You can go to the lanes and talk shop yeah <laughs> yeah it, well, it would it'd be interesting to hear a little bit more about how bowling was back in the 70s oh yeah that would be cool you so guys should do that and then you should come on the podcast and you guys can both talk about <laughs> it then there we go record it all. <laughs> there we go Perfect. so are you are you in a league now yeah so i bowl on mondays at odyssey and then thursday and fridays at lakeshore okay and sheboygan and you guys travel for this, or it's just local, local. League leagues? is just league is just local, but yeah. I, I do go bowl tournaments and stuff. Okay. And I go down to Milwaukee. Do you do that as part of a team, or are you an individual participant? I prefer team, uh, just kind of where my my game has progressed to. I I enjoy more of the being able to celebrate as a team than, mm. hey, look what I did today. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not laughs> sure. sure. Uh, anyone that Maybe. anyone that might listen to this that really knows me, they, I'm not a. I don't like. Uh, you know, hey, congratulations on what you did. Okay. I'd rather be like, congratulations on what we did. Okay, that's just that's just who I am. I don't I'm more like of a team sport kind of guy. Yeah, I don't I don't need the all the little things. But the, man, you did such a great job. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot three hundred, and then they'll be like, congratulations, Ben Cleveland bowling on whatever lane. He just yeah. rolled three hundred, and I'm like. So how many times have you done that? I mean, that's pretty. I mean, I have twenty-one. That's not easy. I mean, from my bowling experience, all strikes. It's just all strikes. Straight through, yeah. Okay, yeah. (laughs) One time, (laughs) I don't remember how long ago this was. I had two three hundreds in a row. Oh wow! Yeah, we're bowling. uh, It was a Tuesday night league at Odyssey, and uh, yeah, I had two three hundreds in a row, and then I had the first three strikes the last game. I vividly remember like. Is this ever gonna stop? <laughs> 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 and then all of a sudden, the ten pin wouldn't start falling, wouldn't stop falling down. So, oh. but that was, I was like just in a different planet. It was <laughs> insane. You were in the zone. You were on yeah. fire. It was. That's I wish awesome. I, I wish everyone that I know could feel what that feels like one time. It's just it's like being outside of your body. It's yeah. insane. That's really cool. I think just getting a strike if you're not a very good bowler is exciting. What? <laughs> yeah, but this is amplified by was it twelve? But I can un- I can tw- imagine I had twenty-seven yeah. in a row. I had twenty-seven strikes in a row. Good math, ma- good. I'm gonna call you something else. Yeah, good ma- math. I'm job. pretty proud of you. They could figure that out, right? Just yeah, like that. You're, you're welcome. You're so welcome. when I was in high school, a this gajillion years ago, 
we had didn't you have like bs gym classes where yeah we went bowling so yeah, one we did of too. okay in and a, it, we it went in middle school yeah so yeah. oh i was in high school and well, it was yeah. so much fun w- so the Okay. That was the only time all the popular girls wanted to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, find your angle, help man. My That's grade, right. Help your my angle. Um, I just no. remember playing music and getting food and. Where we went to high school, there fun. was bowling alleys in on the campus, like really? in high school. Oh, you in were in private school. school. Yeah, I went okay. private school. So, th- so like we did bowling for an extended period of time, like six months. Okay. And I remember he would. Uh, so you you the, you had to hand set them up. So like in the back, you'd have to pick <laughs> them up, put them on the little the little the rack thing or whatever, and then press the button. It would fold down, fold them up, and then come back up. So like you had to like stand up there and you kick your legs up, or the ball might <laughs> sl- suck in the foot or whatever. Then you had to do all of Where it. Where was and that at? It was at I went to school at St. Lawrence Seminary for high school. Okay. So they have lanes back there, and then um. At the seminary they did? Yeah, they have lanes right by the um. It's just not something you would imagine, right? Canteen. Well, <laughs> Mount Calvary had. I don't remember what it was called Heritage on. Lanes. I think it was when I was a kid. Yeah, well, we, we couldn't leave. Cam- it was on campus. Like yeah. It was in. It was bl- below the gym, essentially. Okay. But I remember he had. you had to hit, like, you had to hit these ridiculous shots, like, to pass the class. And so he set it up as just, like, you had to get a strike, and then you had to get, like, a uh, picket fence and all these different things. And you had to do them in a – you had to do two in a row, or it didn't count. And it was so impossible. I'm like, this sport is no fun. Like, it ruined <laughs> it for me for a while. I'm like, all I can think of is just, like, being frustrated. Because to try to get two strikes in a row as a 16-year-old kid who never, like, bowled for fun all the time, it was it was, it was was tough. We didn't have to. We just had to bowl and our scores no. try to improve. Yeah. That's it was all it was. Yeah. It, was it was fun. No, we uh, My fun. experience was a little different than yours. <laughs> Clearly. Your frustration still is how I feel. I mean, I, <laughs> I still, I'll still get lessons here and there. Okay. Uh, probably two or three times a year I get a lesson. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> I just sit in there scratching my head and laugh at myself. I'm like, what am I doing? This is so <laughs> weird. <laughs> well, sometimes but you're in the zone and sometimes you're not, you know. Yeah. It's fr- good or bad, I guess. So, hey, Like a couple of weeks ago in league, I I had tendonitis in my thumb, so I took a week off and I actually bowled left-handed um, because we couldn't find anyone else to bowl. So I'm like, oh. well, I can, I'll establish a left-handed average, and if I get injured down the road or we need somebody and I can't bowl, now I can say that I, have, I can bowl. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So, my, the next week I come back and my doc. I actually went to the doctor for it, and he gave me okay to start bowling again. And it felt the first game felt so weird. I think I shot like one forty eight. Oh, wow. and then uh, all of a sudden, just like that, just something flipped, and I sh- went like two forty, two forty. Oh wow, <laughs> nice. But That's I was like, awesome. I don't. Back in the saddle. Yeah, I mean, I was ready to pull my hair out the first <laughs> game. <I'm> like, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Oh man. <laughs> So what's your average now then? What do you what do you normally get? Um, I'm probably in the two twenties. Okay. I don't okay. really I don't really know. And w- like your team average, I mean, are are you all about two twenty or yeah. is there a couple I'd guys? Say we're, that are, yeah, okay. we're we're there's a couple guys that might be just a little higher. Okay. And there's one guy that might be a little lower, but sure. we're all right about there. Okay. Okay. And is that are you guys pretty good in the league then? I'm just trying to establish yeah, a baseline last, for what last year on a Friday night league we won. We won oh, the okay. league, yeah. Well that's awesome. Okay, that's fun when you win too. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. I so do you have a goal of owning a bowling alley someday, or is that not really? I think my, <laughs> I would probably prefer to own a pro shop. Okay. Than the lanes. Oh, sure. Um, they're just uh, there's a lot less involved in it as far sure. as uh, upkeep, upkeep and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you have to and hire more people and yeah. do all the. I don't. Bowling around here, I think open bowling does well. League bowling is dying off a lot. Mm-hmm. I was I also sure. used to be the, the bowling association manager in Sheboygan, 
My okay. dad was for years, and then he, when he moved to Ripon, he obviously couldn't do it anymore, so I took over for him for a few years. And uh, I think we started off with 1,800 people in our association. When I left, we had 1,200. Oh, wow. I don't know. Yeah. I like couldn't even tell you who the 600 people were. Like, yeah. Like, I know a lot of people, and there's, I couldn't tell you who 600 people were that left. Wow. It was a really popular. Th- I remember when I was a kid, my parents were on a bowling league. I mean, people just don't do that anymore. We talk about it, but it's one of those things like you got kids. Well, who's going to watch the kids, you know? Yeah. I always babysat for people who yeah, <laughs> were yes. on bowling <laughs> leagues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think back in the day, you could just bring your kids maybe, and they just ran around. I don't know. But I think some of this is just the expense part of it. Okay. Bowling equipment's and for the life of the what you get, it's fairly expensive. I mean, it can be, you know, a, a low line bowling ball might be 120 or 30 bucks. Wow. Where a, a super high performance ball might be 250. Hmm. And there's a good chance that if it doesn't, the way you drill it doesn't match up to your throwing style. That's where you have to rely on your pro shop guy. I mean, you might not like it after four frames, but now you're all 250 bucks. Yeah. You know, sometimes they crack. Sometimes you know. It all depends on how much maintenance you want to put into it. I think leagues in general, too, unless it's something you're really into, it's that thing that you're like, oh, I got to go do that tonight. You know what I mean? We're all so busy and then add it on top of that. I have those moments, too. But But then you get there and you're like, oh, I'm glad I came. This is fun. So (laughs) think if if we only did it once a week and for like not the whole year, I think it would be fine. But like for you to go three times a week, you know, that's a lot. And well, Mondays and Thursdays are kind of like every other. Oh, okay. So it sure. ends up being like two nights a week. That's not too bad. No. Okay. But I mean, for me, I, I bowl with people that are fun to be around. So it's not it's like hanging it's out not with not your friends. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like as good as I can be, it, league bowling for me is just a night out. Mm-hmm. You sure. know, I, I mean, I really, I try my hardest every shot, but I mean, it's more about the social part of it. Mm-hmm. Do you bowl with your brother then? Is he still into it or not really? Uh, He's not into it as much. As okay. As uh, as I would hope he would be. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you can people won't be able to see, but I have this on my phone. It says hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I love that's that. That's so true too. That's uh, it's on my emails too. Uh, if you ever get an email from me, that's my signature on there. Okay. Um. So my, I'm the kid that always worked hard, and that's why I'm better than my brother. My brother is the kid that picks up a bowling ball every couple of years, and finds a way to shoot 300 or something <laughs> like that <laughs> he's, he's got talent beyond anything that i've ever seen he just doesn't yeah. care okay mm-hmm. so I and maybe because he doesn't care because it's so easy for him it's not a challenge yeah maybe. That, that could be you know mm-hmm. something like that yeah hmm. so i gotta ask then who's your favorite bowler then of well of all of time all or time? currently or whatever oh man and that's always like a good sports question right because everybody yeah. has their um you can name a couple names i mean yeah so i guess the person I look up to the most would be Steve Richter, local N- guy. And that's the guy you mentioned earlier. And it's right? just, we've got so much history. Okay. I mean, I could spend five hours talking about just our relationship in bowling. Sure. Um, But I think my favorite bowler of all time is probably Chris Barnes. Okay. He's he's the guy that saw his mental game is just something else, and his physical game, too, is just something else. I just, if I was going to teach a kid how to bowl, Chris Barnes. And who's the like Australian guy who's so Jason Belmonte? Belmonte, yeah, because yeah. he does all like the dude perfect, and he's 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 like the face of bowling in my opinion right now. Yeah, he is he's, for sure. He does a lot of the social media stuff for the yeah. videos and all that that I see. Yeah, okay. he's he's bowling the rock star right now. Uh, is okay. <laughs> no, that's yeah. a, that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay.
so you have three kids. How old are they? Uh, almost eleven, almost nine, and twenty-one and a half months. So did the older two ball? <laughs> I feel like my daughter, she doesn't mind being around it. My if she four frames into one game she's done <laughs> but my my yeah. son he's the le- he'll, he's almost 11 year old he bowls i'm not quite sure he's gonna take it serious but okay. but he's he, having fun he enjoys yeah. the hanging out with the kids oh that's good sure. well, that's all you so can ask for right for him to yeah. get out of it so yeah and the little guy he's watched it on tv before and he kind of gets excited but i don't really know what that means <laughs> sure it's <laughs> yeah. too early to tell right yeah. yeah yeah he doesn't play he walks around all over the place and He's never picked up a bowling ball or pins in the house before, so. So um, where's the the farthest you've traveled for for bowling? Um, I think Syracuse is the farthest uh, east I've gone, and then uh, Vegas or Reno. Okay. Is What's your favorite? West. Ooh. Well, we know it's not Syracuse. <laughs> no. Strike. We've been there. If we can go to the barbecue place, Dinosaur Barbecue in Syracuse, I'll go back right now. Okay. All that right. was really, really good. So we got two hours of Syracuse. I would go back to Syracuse. No, it's not my favorite, but we drove out there this year. Oh, okay. So the drive, once you get to like Pennsylvania oh, and into, really into western New York, it is it's like the kettles were bigger it's just yeah. beautiful yeah. out there i've driven there and back to dc from here and okay. I, I agree i th- i think driving is the way to go anywhere yeah mm-hmm. you get to see so much more and experience things yeah like we, s- we stopped and went to an indians game on the way out there see oh, yeah that's cool. and so i got yeah. to knock a knock progressive field off my bucket list exactly yeah and then so speaking of bucket lists is th- i don't know if this is a thing is probably there like not, an alley like a lane a legendary bowling alley that you're like if i could just do you know shoot a game there is that a thing no, shoot um, it you don't shoot the it the one no. place for me <laughs> i think was uh the national bowling stadium in reno because if you everyone's seen kingpin i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. so there's a big tournament where the, they have that dude and they say let's bowl yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's where we bowl the national tournament at oh that's cool okay. it's like 78 lanes straight across it's wow. just gigantic it's like 100 foot ceilings wow Okay. It's insane how big that place and so is. So you actually got to bowl there then? I bowled the there like five, six times. Oh, yeah. that's really that's cool. That's awesome. But nice. it's cool that you get that opportunity. Like, y- you know, let's just say Lambeau Field. Not, you know, not anybody just gets to go there and play. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So for the bowling is one of those opportunities that the the great, you know, the best place you can actually go and play there. Yeah. Which is really cool. And there's not like a center around the around that's been like, hey, Earl Anthony's bowled here and Pete Weber's bowled oh, here. Oh, sure. And, you know, like. I want to go bowl there. They were probably bowled everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a few more famous centers around there. They've always had a PBA stop or okay stuff like that. But, I mean, there's nothing like I would travel to go. I want to go bowl here. I'm going to go travel there. There's no bucket list of bowling no. alleys. Okay. <laughs> Just the National Bowling Stadium, I think, was probably the only one. It's cool that you get to not only experience part of the country and have that experience, but also do it with friends and having the sport you love and yeah. kind of wrapping that all into one cool trip, I think really makes that sport for you uh, a really great experience and to be a part of that all. All right. Well, I think um, that's a good point to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you coming on, Ben. I know we've I've talked about having you on because I I've seen you around at bowling alleys randomly and I know you were really into it and we talked on the bus yeah um, on the way to a brewer game a couple weeks ago and I'm really glad this worked out um, you were worried we weren't going to be able to talk very long about <laughs> bowling <laughs> and yet here we are there was way so much over to learn yes. that I didn't even know uh, yeah and I probably only scratched the surface yeah I know the <laughs> knowledge the knowledge you have on bowling isn't just throwing the ball down the lane it's everything else that I and I really appreciate you coming on and letting us know and and the listeners know 
uh, some of the nuances of the game. So, um, or the sport, I should say, the sport. Uh, it's, it's however you look at okay, it. Okay, all right, all right. For me, it's a game, but for you, it's a sport. So uh, that's awesome. Um, so as always, uh, we have the guest read off the little line there. So if you could read that off. Uh, all right. This is Ben Cleveland, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way.